I actually think we need more and more and more unique and interesting things for people to do that are that happen in these smaller groups. You know, when when the when the silent majority is just spending their day, you know, endlessly scrolling through a feed and the more sort of active and passionate people are making connections, you know, in the dark corners of the web. Um the people that are searching for identity around something that is um, that connects them to other people, if the only options for that are those folks that are on the extremes, yeah, then we're actually in a worse state. So I actually think the answer is more creators, more yeah. curators, more people who are creating interesting things. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Start Ed Up podcast. Today, I have on entrepreneur extraordinaire, Gina Bianchini. Gina is the founder and CEO of Mighty Networks. And like so many podcasts before, this came as a suggestion from a listener that had known Gina. And looking up her bio, I was a little bit intimidated. She goes deep in the entrepreneurial world, and she had... Uh, quite a resume, had founded a a large-scale company uh, with one of the biggest names in Silicon Valley, and she is just a whirlwind. Here's the funny thing, though. I had not heard of Mighty Networks, and then the funny part is going into this interview, like, again, looking over this, I was a little intimidated. Turns out my daughter uses Mighty Networks, and a lot of people I've talked to, they're like, are you serious? You've never heard of Mighty Networks. So it's for these reasons that I was exactly wanting to talk to her because right now social media tools are important. And like you heard from the very top of the show, content creation shouldn't just be on the fringes. It should be the people in the middle as well. And so we get into a really good discussion on that and also on education and on social media in general. So I think you're going to love this episode. Also, she has uh, some things she talked about in the episode that she thinks are really great tools. So make sure you check out the Mighty Niche Generator and also just check her out as well on LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, and and give uh, the site, the Mighty Networks, a whirl. It's a really unique tool. Lastly, as I mentioned before, we had reached out to Gina because there was a mutual contact. If you have a recommendation or a good lead on somebody we should have, please let me know. I sincerely appreciate those. It's a a great way to interview people that are just fantastic. Lastly, it would mean the world to me if you hit that subscribe button and get notifications. The reason why we grow is that people are leaving uh, reviews on our iTunes and they're also sharing this via their social media networks. And now on to the interview. Okay, now I am thrilled to bring you Gina Bianchini. Gina, thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me. Okay, looking over your resume and your list of accomplishments, I'm a little little intimidated here. You have gone back and done some amazing things from, you know, obviously right now you've started Mighty Networks. We're going to definitely get into that. Um, but you've been in on some of the early days. And then I see here you've even worked and, uh, and, and launched um, with Mark Andreessen. And you are from, actually from Silicon Valley. You are not a transplant, correct? That is correct. All right. So, so you, yeah, you have a perspective like none other. And so, I, again, I'm, I'm so flattered you, you came on. You know, one of the things that we want to do uh, with our students is to get them to start looking at their network and then how to tie in a lot of these tools. Somebody had introduced to me Mighty Networks, and I've got to be honest with you, I, I, 
I hadn't come across it yet. And then some people are like, seriously, you haven't? Talk to me a little bit about Mighty Networks and what it's doing for people. Yeah, so we are a software platform for brands and businesses, really, and professional creators as well, to bring people together. So if you, what you want to do with your brand is to help people who have a shared interest or a shared passion or a shared goal connect not just to you and like things you might write or a course you might create or events you might host, but also to each other, we are the absolute best platform to do that today. So what we do is we basically say, hey, it's all about creating the network, the people and the connections that you want to bring together. That's what a modern brand or a modern business needs to do. And we give you all of these different ways to do it, whether that's with exclusive content, whether uh, almost like a blog, um, whether that's with an online course, so you can actually create something that's a lot more structured for learning, whether that's for events, whether that is for just simply messaging and profiles, or whether that is for um, groups. So we actually let you have like all, all, as many of the sort of small groups that you would want all within a Mighty Network. So it could be branded for your purpose. Um, and we have sort of varying levels of branding um, that cost varying uh, amounts of money. Um, and so we really aim to be something that is a comprehensive and, and cohesive way of bringing people together on the web, on your own you know, native uh, iOS or Apple or, or Android apps. And we're seeing some just phenomenal successes. Um, you know, we're growing rapidly. Um, we, are, we are really benefiting from people sort of popping their head up and saying, you know what? I want to I want to build my brand in a deeper, more meaningful way, and I want to utilize connections for people to have, you know, an even deeper, more you know, connected experience um, with the things that are most important to them. Yeah, that was my my question. Next is that like the origin story here. Like, were you when you first kind of thought up Mighty Networks? What was the like? that first thought of this is an answer to, and what was that, you know, like, like, what were you starting to tie together? What was the, the single, you know, origin there? Yeah. So it wasn't, you know, there wasn't a eureka moment um, as much as I would think about it as almost a eureka journey. So, you know, before Mighty Networks, I, I had been working in this world of, think about it as, you know, niche or interest-based you know, communities and social networks going all the way back to like 2004. So it's not like I haven't been doing this for a while. Um, and when we started Mighty Networks, it was really under the belief that the world would bend towards social networks that brought people together to do more than just message and to do it in a way that was dedicated to a specific interest or passion or goal. So that, you know, if you think about it, you know, you wouldn't just have one social network for everything that you would do. In fact, actually, if anything, what you would have is, you know, a handful of, of brands that you were loyal to that brought people together, that were people like you, that you felt like you could be the best version of yourself. 
Um, and so we started, you know, on the community side and then very quickly, actually, the, the kind of the creators, the professional coaches, the um, academics in some cases, the uh, the events um, and conferences that started using Mighty Networks pretty quickly, they said, they would say to us like, well, we, we want to have smaller groups within our Mighty Network. Okay, look, so we built that out. And then we kept hearing over and over again, one of the things that I want my people to do together is learn. Like I want to be able to offer an online course and the online course platforms are, you know, really great for, for, you know, offering a course, but the power of learning is the community in which you do it. Yeah. And so we built in and really became kind of the first platform where you can pull together online courses, small groups, all the community features that you would want from profiles to messaging to questions and polls and posts and articles and, and content um, so that you could have you know, really rich media, video, photos, files, um, based articles all in one place, all under your brand. Um, and, you know, sometimes we find, and, and I will say we're not particularly great marketers right now because what we, what we did is we, we put our heads down and built the product. And so the problem with doing that, um, cause I don't say that as a, as a, uh, as a humble brag, I literally say that as like, we're terrible at this and we need to get better. Um, which is that a lot of people discover Mighty Networks and they're like, whoa, are you kidding me? All these things exist in one place. Um, and, and like, where have you been and why haven't I ever heard of you? So I, it's one, it's one of the things that I think is, as you know, we just launched something kind of fun that, that hopefully we'll talk a little bit about, but yeah. you know, the, the thing that's fascinating to me today is that, you know, there's so much in sort of the Silicon Valley mythology that says, just build a great product and they will come. And the reality is that today uh, you actually have to build a product, a message, a package that appeals to a very, very well-defined audience if you want to bust above the noise and even get somebody to try a product that, you know, I was, I was joking in, in something I wrote, like even a product that would turn water into wine in 2019, you can't get any attention for it if you're not really thoughtful about the audience in which you want to serve. No, that's such a great, like, teachable moment right there. I, I agree. Um, matter of fact, literally in class today, we were even talking about that. There was a couple of our students that were kind of making a pitch, and some of the other kids were adept in saying, that's all things to all people. What's your smaller niche market, and how do you communicate to them? And, of course, I just sat in the corner just smiling. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're making me so proud. Um, but uh, along those lines, I, I agree. This, in some ways – this whole, uh, you know, fail early, fail fast. That's one thing, but also destroying your reputation right as your first product launches because it was absolute garbage is another. So, you know, having something good put up there is like, I don't, I don't want two people, I don't want people to get. So I, yeah, yeah, I'm saying something slightly different, which is. Oh yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with that. Like yeah. you guys were thoughtful enough and not just throwing up anything to all people. You were, you had a defined market. <laughs> We took it to the extreme, though. <laughs> but that's that's okay. How so? How? how what do you this mean by that? Sense of like, 
you know, we, we, you know, we put it out there and we were quiet about, you know, what we were building, how we were building it. And, um, and I think if I could go back in time, I, I would have, um, carved off more pieces in that sort of well-packaged, who's the target audience for this one thing? And then how do we build on that and expand to other, you know, we think about them as niches, you know, expand out to other niches, but yeah. The, the other thing about, you know, entrepreneurship is every day is in fact day one, according to Jeff Bezos and me. Um, so, so from my perspective, you know, if I'm not learning every day and failing just a little bit, by the way, that was a Diet Coke that I was opening um, <laughs> in the background, um, then, you know, this isn't, this isn't as much fun as, as it can be. We'll talk about those early days, like, and and help me. This is truly born out of naivete. Is is Mighty Networks kind of was that learning lessons from Ning, and this was a yeah. spinoff? Um, it wasn't a spinoff per se, but it certainly, from my perspective, was a recognition coming out of Ning that I was not done. That in fact, the trends that we saw at Ning, which were really around, you know, people and, you know, niche brands creating these small social networks, um, you know, and by small, we're talking about millions of people, you know, Ning reached 100 million people around the world for with, you know, 3 million Ning networks created by the time I left. Um, and so the the biggest thing is that, you know, if you look across all the trends, all the things that are happening in this world, whether it's the rise of, of self-employment, um, whether it is the fact that we are all walking around with a, you know, fully featured audio, visual, and video studio in our pockets, um, the fact that, you know, people are actually getting more narrow in how they want to define themselves, not because, you know, everybody is a snowflake, but because, you know, we've always defined ourselves by things that make us unique, you know, who we follow, what we care about, what our hobbies are, what we do professionally. And technology has finally caught up with our ability to define ourselves in the way that we want to define ourselves and provide context for, you know, whether it is, um, one of my favorite things out there right now is a sourdough baking podcast. So it's not even like a sourdough baking school. That's actually an online course that exists somewhere else. But like, who knew that sourdough bread would create this great opportunity for people from all walks of life to meet and connect and go deeper and have experiences together that are that are meaningful that have the ability to feel like hey i created something and so all of these trends are leading us to this moment in time where we have never had an easier time to meet people around our interests and passions and for those people that want to make their interests and passions their their livelihood um, you know, that ability to do so today, whether it's starting a podcast or building a following or making videos or whether it is offering an online course or, you know, organizing rewards and subscriptions for people who who want to support your work in an ongoing way, that trend is only getting more and more pronounced. I, I, I think yeah. it's an incredible time for, for creativity, 
for creation, for the things that actually make us human and the ways that we want to connect. Well, it is. And just, I hate to be the contrary. Well, I'm not going to be contrary. There's also an ugly side to this too, of course. Um, which I guess is my next question. Like with one thing that has just broken my heart is to see the factions and smaller groups start to rise in, in, you know, hate hate groups. Um, you know, people that are really, you know, they don't want to be underground anymore. They want to build a community. And sometimes that community is ugly. How, how does Mighty Networks, um, guard against that? Yeah, so I I have a unique view on this, or maybe it's not that unique, but it, but here's what I would say. I actually think we need more and more and more unique and interesting things for people to do that are that happen in these smaller groups. You know, when when the when the silent majority is just spending their day, you know, endlessly scrolling through a feed and the more sort of active and passionate people are making connections, you know, in the dark corners of the web. Um, The people that are searching for identity around something that is, um, that connects them to other people, if the only options for that are those folks that are on the extremes, then we're actually in a worse state. So I actually think the answer is more content creators, more creators, more curators, more people who are creating interesting things. And the longer that we as a Mm. culture and a society stay in, you know, a very, very rigid blue and white world, the, the fewer opportunities that we are going to have to have massively interesting and creative opportunity. I love that statement. I did not expect that. <laughs> um, and, and and I, heck, it's it's what we preach as well, you know, in the classroom. I, I well, heck, I, I tell my, th- I have three children of my own, not just my students. And I will tell them, I'm like, if your life was a book, would anybody read it? And that is to say, no one would say, you know, chapter one, scrolled through my Instagram. Right. Chapter two, binge watch Game of Thrones. Chapter three, you know, uh, you know, watched old vines. Um, that's, I, I, I agree that the, the, the content creators are king. However, um, I will say that I'm also begging for some creativity within those content creators. I mean, let me even, I want to make a, I want to, I want to make a, uh, an important point here, which is I actually think I take the word content off the table. Like content is one okay. way to create. There is, I actually would argue, a much more powerful creative endeavor, which is bringing together people who can trust each other, go deeper together, become really more themselves Mm. by the community in which they operate in. And I look at that as an equally, if not more important way of creating, because when you are are creating connections between people as opposed to, you know, making a video, sending it out to an audience and then feeling like you have to do the same thing, you know, the next hour, the next hour, the next hour, as opposed to, and I think, I think an increasing number of people get this, curating the people that you want to connect, that you start the conversation through a video that you might post but that your ultimate goal is how am I a curator? How am I a connector? 
of the people that are going to make this particular uh, activity, this particular lifestyle choice, this particular um, interest, passion, goal, uh, thing to learn more valuable. And, you know, that I think is a, when you look at the future and you look at the, the fact that the things that make us human are actually getting more and more scarce and therefore more and more valuable. Um, you know, we're going to move away from kind of the repetitive jobs and that's scary for a lot of people. And I get that. The thing that's going to also happen is the things that make us uniquely human, connecting people, building community, creating ways that are unique and interesting for people to become an even better version of themselves. All of that type of creation is going to become your competitive advantage. That, that is a full employment world. Um, and so I actually look at this and I like, I would take off content from what you just said and talk about, you know, what is a modern creator? Mm. And I think that the way people connect others um, is going to become something really, really powerful going forward. I, oh, everything you just said, I wanted to put on repeat. And yes, yes. Well, it's, good, it's a good thing this is recorded then because you can't. <laughs> well, no, it, it's so, mm, one, I, there's there's a part of me that agrees with everything. And there's two, the, skeptic, the skeptic right. in me is that so number one building those networks and that not, not making it about you and and speaking to a community and like you said like I, like i'm not necessarily going to go all singularity on you but i do agree like we're going to see such a massive massive shift on things that can be automated will be automated and i'm not going to say we're living out the you know movie wally but i will say and, and i will totally agree with you that like what sets you apart what makes you human is in the highest demand you can memorize the sat no one's going to care you know how to bring some connection and like like you said make us better um i was i was at an event not too long ago and they said you know like he was being dead serious when he says look spirituality and mindfulness are going to be huge areas to monetize and i felt him it was weird to him say that but He's right. Like us being human is going to be more and more in demand. So I love that. But it just, it's been, it's going to, it seems like it's going to be a hard turn when it, like, I love Gen Z. I love millennials, but so many of the content creators is this cult of personality. Me, me, me. I just did this prank kind of following. Um, and I'm hoping that we do see this, like the, the, the content creators are about us and not the crazy prank insult kind of stuff. Um, Look, and I guess, prank, yeah, the crazy prank insult isn't, you know, isn't going away, but at the same point in time, <laughs> like take, take health and wellness, that is a $4.2 trillion market. And, you know, and, and, that's and true. people are people are searching for something more than that. That uh, good point. I just wish it um, yeah, I guess the numbers don't lie. It's it's a it's a it's a good area to be in. I just wish somehow it had a marketing shine that it was rewarded a little bit more. The the you know, the insult everybody's mean to one another, your political party is stupid. The, the hateful things that seem to be dominating the media. And actually, to your point earlier, you're right. Those are the loud fringes. The, 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 the people that she, she, 
man, you really are making, this is coming so full circle. Those people that are making sense should be creating content that does make sense. So it's not on the lunatic fringes. Correct. I'm really starting to really fully grasp what you're, okay. Um, well, well, then also let me, let me um, go back uh, then. You said, you know, Ning was kind of a, a learning experience. In your career as an entrepreneur, what have been also some of the, over the last five years, I've realized that moments? You know, I wish I, I wish I had, you know, one big one. Um, but, you know, the way that I choose to look at what I do and who I am and, and what I attempt to accomplish, you know, if I don't sort of end the day with at least three, without at least three things, I'm like, oh, I made a mistake on that, or or like, oh, I'd do that differently. Then it hasn't been a good day. Um, you know, my my goal, it, it, and maybe there's something in this, which is one of the things that I see, especially with folks who are sort of new to the working world, so sort of younger professionals, is every day feels like it needs to be an A plus day. And I almost feel like we like steered people wrong where it's like, it, like, you know, the reality of, of modern work, and certainly this is true in, in a startup is I don't know what the answers to the test are. Mm -hmm. mm. I, I don't like, I didn't write a test. I don't know exactly what success looks like. And so many people sort of graduate from school and start a job and they're like, well, what's, how do I get an A on the test? Like I just spent 18 or 22 years of my life trying to get A's on tests. And I, I almost feel like we've done people a disservice in terms of, in terms of understanding that when you're creating something out of nothing, part of the, you know, really the core opportunity is to take feedback, learn from it, and and use that to inform the next set of experiments that you go and do. And I, I think, you know, there's all this talk about like, you know, failure, failure, failure. It's always like the big failures, you know? It's like, we wanna have conversations about almost like it's like failure porn in some way, <laughs> you know, where it's just like, tell me yeah. when you fail, tell me about your failure. And it's like, no, it's it's actually, you know, if anything, what, what I see with new professionals is a like just a terror of being wrong. A terror, more than, than I recall like having myself when I graduated from you know, college and started my first job. And I was wrong a lot. And the, the joy of experimentation the joy of doing something that then, you know, in a group of people, you can look around at each other and say, well, that didn't work. I wonder why. I think it's going to be the most critical skill in the 21st century. And I think we are, we are at least, as far as I have seen, graduating, you know, hordes of overachievers that are terrified of getting a B. Man, yes. And I, I, that is something that we try to combat um, with our innovation open source learning class, because I, I agree that if I try this and I mess up, I might get a B. And if I can't get a B, I can't get into that famous school. Right. That is such a toxic, toxic attitude well, to have. And the problem is then you go to that, you go to that famous school and you get like, 
your famous job. And the problem is that at your famous job, what you actually have to do for maximum, you know, success is experiment and like not get an A on the test. Like, because we don't know what the test is. We don't know what the answers are. So, you know, it's, it's almost like to be successful in school, you have to actually understand the knowns and master them as opposed to being comfortable operating in a world of unknowns. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. I totally agree. I, I love that. Um, lastly, I, I, um, I enjoy LinkedIn and, and, you know, perusing some things and uh, came across the tool, the startup tool I wanted when I was first building my business. You just announced something, what, uh, yesterday, I think it was? A couple days ago. Yep. Let's, let's talk about that. Yeah. So the thing that's so interesting to me as, as an entrepreneur, but also in the business that I do, which is enable people to bring, you know, other people together. Uh, around a specific interest, a specific passion, a specific goal. Um, the, the true success in getting above the noise, getting people's attention and finding somebody for your product, your service, your idea is a target audience, like a set of people who you want to serve with this product as it exists right now. And one of the biggest mistakes that I have made, but also that I see regularly with folks who, who come, you know, come through my doors when they like want some feedback on their idea or whatever that might be, is staying too general in who you want to serve because there's a fear that if you go too narrow, it's not a big enough idea. And also because being narrow is really hard to do. <laughs> So, you know, uh, if you think about it, it, it's super simple. It's, you know, pick the type of person that you want to serve or like the type of interest that you want to serve, you know, the adjectives that uniquely describe the brand that you're creating or the kinds of people that you want to serve with your brand and then what you want them to do together. So, you know, one of the things that I, I see a, a, a fair amount is, you know, somebody will come to me and they'll be like, you know, I really want to create a new kind of community for empowering women. And it's like, okay, like, let's put aside for a moment the fact that I don't believe women need to be empowered. I think women just need to be treated equally because they're already powerful. But that's too general. What you actually want to have for maximum success, especially in 2019, is I want to bring together ambitious women who are a little shy, who want to attend conferences together or want to climb the seven peaks, I, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. I just, like those are two very different and unique sets of people, brands, things you would create. And that's where people are the most beautiful is in those unique adjectives, those, you know, those nouns and the verbs, like the things you want them to do together. So, you know, after far too many, uh, you know, projects that I've worked on where I have been staring at, you know, dictionary.com or, you know, surfed, you know, GoDaddy for, you know, trying to just get some ideas and some creativity, we built uh, a way to actually use technology, use this tool 
to pick your target audience, to pick your target market, to pick your customer. So we call it the, the, the mighty niche generator. And, and what you do is you essentially answer those three questions. Who do you want to serve? What makes them unique? What are the adjectives that you want to add to them? And what do you want them to do together? And then the, the niche generator generates, you know, a bunch of different ideas, you know, and then uh, for the for how to talk about or think about those people, which then you can translate into, you know, all sorts of other things like, you know, you can go use a business name generator, you can go and pick a URL, you can go and buy, you know, Instagram ads. Um, and so we launched it and we've already had in less than a week, we've had 5,000 different niches created, which is super fun. And it's just, it's another way, like, I just wish I had had that opportunity to, to sit and just play with something that the goal is to get my creative juices flowing, um, as opposed to, you know, synonym.com was never really created for brainstorming and creative pursuits. Um, and we hope that the niche name generator is, is a little bit better along those lines. And then the other thing we did when we launched it last week or it was a couple of days ago, um, was we we went out and we found a hundred of the what we think are some of the most creative and interesting niche brands that are out there on the internet right now. They're on YouTube or they're on Instagram or they have their own website. They're on Mighty Networks in some cases, but they're fundamentally, they, they've done it well in terms of choosing their target audience and creating something that is unique and special for them. So we've, you know, we've found people that, for example, one um, one of my favorite brands is something called Five Mary Farms, and she and her, you know, husband and four daughters, you know, moved out of the big city. It's like Green Acres. Um, they moved out of the big city, moved to a ranch five hours north of, you know, Silicon Valley, and. Uh, and basically, they're an Instagram famous, at this point, ranch family. And we have another um, another Niche 100 winner, awardee, uh, that makes incredible guitar videos on YouTube. Um, and the list kind of, again, goes on and on up to 100. That's why we called it the Niche 100. Um, so, you know, the idea is just putting, you know, it, it, in some level, giving back to to the creative energy and people that are really doing some amazing things as a way to inspire other entrepreneurs or other creators who, you know, first and foremost, to be successful with creating, you got to know who you're, you, you, you want to speak to. And, and I would argue kind of coming back to our earlier conversation that you want to bring together. Yeah, man, Gina, I, I, one, I like that. I like the generator idea because sometimes just in trying to find those, it well, almost like you said, the need for like a synonym, it's on the tip of your tongue. You can't quite define it. And this is just a great tool for you to use. But you're, you guys are, are empowering people to build communities to, you know, get more content creators out there, which is what I love. Um, you know, building those powerful networks. I, I can't endorse that enough. I, I am so just impressed with some of our, you know, I, I work right now mostly with, with uh, Gen Z and just knowing how to, for them to leverage these tools, mm -hmm. you know, there's just never been a greater time to live. 
And I, I, I want to shout that from the mountaintops. I think we get so bogged down in what's wrong, but right now there's so many opportunities to be right. And there's so many opportunities to provide value. And um, since being introduced to, to Mighty Networks and, and, and seeing what you do and what you've done personally, um, one, I want to thank you for being that light. You, you really challenged me on my thinking on saying, no, let's, let's not just curb the content creators. Let's redefine content. I, I love that. Um, but just, you know, you guys providing a tool to empower people is just so special. And, and I, I sincerely tip my hat to you and, and the whole team. Speaking of which, we've talked about this. Let's, let's point people to um, uh, the website and any other places you think are pertinent. We find you or your, your personal networks. Yeah. So I am on Instagram at Gina Bianchini. I'm on Twitter at Gina B. And our website is mightynetworks.com. And from there, you can find, um, you know, the niche 100, you can find our niche name generator or name generator. Uh, and we're also posting a bunch about it right now as well. All right. Yeah, you can also be, you can also follow her. She is an influencer on LinkedIn. Actually, that's where she had her oh, yeah. announcement. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> let's, let's not forget that. She's an influencer on LinkedIn. Hey, I, I'm telling you, I've been pretty high on LinkedIn just because it's a little bit more positive here lately and the organic growth is awesome. So check her out there. Gina, again, from the bottom of my heart, what you're doing, love it and uh, continued success. And thank you so, so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you for having me.